Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you're listening to Music You're Missing. And we are bringing over another Devin today. His name is Devin Kennedy. Yes, that's going to be confusing. Devin, Devin, and Brendan. I know. Um, but hopefully, you know, we figure it out. It won't be too awkward with the name confusion. Yeah, well, you never know when <laughs> when this Devin is I around. I know. <laughs> I do like to make things awkward. It's kind of my thing. Here's a little fun fact. Um, Devin is named Devin, and her sister is named Cassandra. Ca- Cassidy. Cassidy. I meant to say Cassidy. <laughs> I don't know why I said I, Cassandra. Well, okay. So what he's trying to get at is yesterday we interviewed Cassidy King, and then today we're interviewing Devin Kennedy. And so it's like Devin and Cassie. And then my other sister is named Joss, and she's really upset because she's left out because we're not interviewing anyone with her name. So if anyone's listening to this, name Josh. Joss, not Josh. <laughs> Please, <laughs> well, just butcher really both of my now. sister's names. If anyone is listening to this, name Joss. Uh, and you have any type of musical talent, um, we will waive our other prereqs required <laughs> to be on the show. Uh, you can just call in and just you can have know. a whole episode dedicated to you. <laughs> It'll be perfect. She'll no, be so happy. That is not how it works. You actually need to have a bunch of talent like our friend Devin Kennedy, who we have calling in in just a little bit. Uh, he just released his brand new track called Loose Change. And not only is the song so good, but the music video. Amazing. Just so aesthetically pleasing and the whole L.A. vibe and it's retro. It really encapsulates how I perceive him as an artist. Obviously, we haven't talked to him yet, um, but I, I <laughs> Based definitely... on his Instagram yeah, and exactly. his songs. Like, it really just fits his vibe slash aesthetic. But before we get him on the line, we got some things to say. First, can you please follow us on Instagram? Please. It's at music you're missing. It's brand new this season, and we only have like a couple hundred followers, but like we're getting a ton of streams. So, like, hello, can you follow us on Instagram? We please? know you're <laughs> listening. Can you please just do it? Please. I just one day, okay? Listen, all I want is to have that paid sponsorship with like, <laughs> I don't know, like Spotify or something. Please. Not to be like desperate or anything, but just kind of it's fine and then while we're here and we're asking you to follow things i don't know if you know this but the podcast has a coinciding playlist what is it called Devin? and it is called well it's called the music you're missing playlist well it's actually just called music you're missing but oh, i guess well, it's, you know what? it is, you have it is to... the music you're missing playlist but yeah. it's called music you're missing okay it's the same thing you're right They'll find it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Music You're Missing, and where can you find it, Devin? You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. Heyo. Yes, you can. And it features music from all of the artists that we've interviewed on the show, as well as we hand-select some other songs that kind of fit the vibe of the artists that we have on the show. Just to, like, sprinkle them in there for a little fun. Yes, right now, Loose Change and Happy Yet. From our soon-to-be-new friend, Devin Kennedy, our streaming at the very tippity-top of the playlist. So go check it out. Devin, let's stop yapping, and let's get Devin Kennedy on the line. Wow, that's already getting confusing. It Here is, we go. <laughs> we are joined by Devin Kennedy. How's it going, Devin? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Good. Oh, we're, we're a little chilly right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so cold here today. You're hitting the winter, winter time in Boston. It's getting cold out there, I'm sure. You're in L.A., correct? I am. Born and raised on the West Coast. I'm sure, you know, you kind of love that warm weather. 
Oh yeah, born and raised. Um, I am a, a California boy. I get very cold on the East Coast. Um, too early in the year. I, I've been there like in in the late summer. Sometimes I'm like, I, I need a jacket at, at night. It's getting a little chilly for my taste. I'm like wearing shorts year round out here. So. <laughs> what do you What do you classify as chilly? Like, what temperature do you, is like your okay? This number, it's too cold for me. Like it's different now that I've been back in LA for a while. Like when I was living on the the East Coast, it was probably a lower temperature. But I would I would consider like it was hitting um it hit like forty five in LA like maybe oh. two or three weeks ago. Okay, yeah, and that like, is that, cold. That was cold. Like that's cold weather. You know. Yeah, but, that, that's cold for here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like you know, I don't know. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get a little chilly around fifty five. I would say. If we're getting specific on the <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I just uh, expected you to be a quick meteorologist. You have some East Coast experience. You graduated Berkeley in 2018, correct? I did, yep. Um, I was I was on the uh, East Coast briefly then. Um, I, I did a little bit of it online as well because I was uh, touring around and stuff. And uh, also briefly lived um, off the uh, coast of uh, Massachusetts on Nantucket when I was really really young. Oh, I love Nantucket. You can't yeah, go wrong. Yeah, it's a beautiful there. place. I've got a uh, my godmother lives there, so I spent a little time with her um, when I was really really young. So a big big fan of Massachusetts. As someone who's used to the kind of LA vibe and and those type of beaches, tell me about like the way that you view them. Because for me, like I'm so used to Nantucket and Cape Cod. That's just the beach for me. And then when I go to LA or like the West Coast, I'm like, oh my God, this is like a vacation. Is that how you view the East Coast? I think it's, yeah, it's like totally different, different definitely a different beach vibe. Um, here, it feels more uh, like touristy to me. Like I don't really know any beaches in LA where like, like just natives are going to like it doesn't really matter what beach you go to you're running into people who are on their vacation and and enjoying it like that and for me like my experience with east coast beaches is like very like secluded like i just remember being on the beach in nantucket and if you're not there during like the middle of the summer then it's pretty much just like you and your friends yeah and yeah, it's really people, people who live there but honestly i'm not too much of a beach guy anymore i'm probably gonna catch some hate for saying that but <laughs> i don't really like i filmed a video um on the beach in in like uh, july or august and it was like the first time i had been in the ocean in at least a year i won't give you the the full uh, like how long it actually was it was over a year <laughs> but honestly a lot of people who tour say that because they're coming from all these different parts of the country and i touring season is the summer and so you don't really have the time to tour i mean to, to go, go to the, the beach. beach i feel like that's true yeah definitely spent a lot of summers bouncing around and, and not necessarily sitting in la the whole time for sure so you have had the experience of of touring a bunch of places yeah i was super lucky um when i uh when i started at berkeley um shortly after i met uh this guy james maslow who was in big time rush um and uh he was just starting to get really heavy into doing some of his solo music then and i kind of came on and, and got to do some uh or quite a bit of touring with him um for for about two two and a half years music directing and, and playing guitar for him so that was amazing experience and then um since then have have done kind of uh, shorter runs for uh, for my solo stuff, but mm -hmm. hoping to do obviously much more uh, post COVID. So, what was it like going on tour so young? Like, I started when I was twenty one or twenty two, and I was like, everyone was like, "You're such a baby." 
But at 18, a freshman in college or just going into college, I couldn't even imagine what that was like. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I still think James, uh, you know, definitely took a chance on me. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely a, a big leap for me, especially like coming on to help with like music directing some of his shows and stuff. Um, I don't know if I was fully qualified, but I appreciate him giving me the opportunity. Um <laughs> And yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I learned so much about being a, a solo artist from that guy. That was that was before I really launched any of my own music, short of like playing in bands in high school and stuff. So I got to just travel with him for two years and and see how like solo artists conduct themselves in interviews and what doing press looks like and like the way you actually promote a song. So. Um, you know, what I learned from him those, those few years, even beyond touring, like learned so much for, for everything I'm doing now. He's the man. That's a really good point because it's like, how are you going to get that experience as a student of music without being able to go on tour with someone who has kind of already established themselves in the industry? Absolutely. I think it's invaluable. You know, I always say like people ask me if I feel like I missed out doing some of Berkeley online and I feel like I got the best of both worlds because I did get the, you know, the, the straight up um, institutional knowledge, but I was also touring around and, and just got real life industry experience and doing sessions and writing through that whole time, which, you know, the earlier that you're in the room, just writing with artists or writing for your own artist stuff, um, you know, the more people you're meeting at a younger age, you know, it's 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 better <laughs> if you start younger, obviously, rather than coming out of school and trying to figure out the writing scene when you're, you know, 23 as opposed to 18. Did you have any favorite spots or shows from not necessarily that tour, but just in general of all of your live performances? Yeah, I mean, I played uh, I played a show at the Peppermint Club out here in L.A., um, which was my uh, first L.A. headline show. Um, and that's a venue that uh, I had heard about for a long time and um, was super lucky to get a chance to play at. And, and we sold that out. So that that's a, a definitely a memorable show for me, um, as well as uh, playing at um, Mercury Lounge in New York, which is an awesome venue. You know, I'm a big fan of playing shows for, for my solo stuff. Obviously, I played some awesome shows with James, too, and, mm-hmm. and that was super fun, some iHeart stuff. Um, that was much bigger than any solo show that I played, but um, I'm thankful for all of it. So we did hear that you went to the iHeart Festival in Vegas. When I worked for iHeart, I was on their, I was would go out and do a lot of their national events. So I was actually at the iHeart show working, the one James was at. No way. So at, at uh, T-Mobile in, in uh, Vegas. Yes. So now- it's such a small world. <laughs> That's so crazy. Did, did, were you like, um, were you working with the artists at the event, or were you doing like something yeah. separate? Or yeah, so it's the same um, stuff that I do for Live Nation. I work for their VIP stuff, so I helped out with all their meet and greets and guest experience, all that fun. So you guys That's could awesome. have very much. So yeah, met. I know. Who knows? Well, <laughs> the the reason I ask is because I I'm just remembering this right now, but the like per, the uh, the I don't even know what the title is, but the person who was helping us like find our um, find our trailer and stuff the was Wrangler. named Devin. Yeah, really? it was named Devin. So oh. like, I just had to ask because you never know. <laughs> no, well, that's really yeah. funny because um, wait, was it you? Because you're the artist wrangler. Yeah. So like, for I don't think I wrangled that. Ye- yeah, no, I didn't wrangle in Vegas when we do our like country festival. 
Um, I wrangled, but that's so okay. funny. That's but just, I that's feel just like super funny. I just, just remember like making a mental note of that. Like, okay, <laughs> got it. Devin, Devin. You're like, Devin, maybe uh, this is the girl I, who's interviewing right? me like three years later. But that's that really so weird because normally we're a very tight-knit group, I want to say. Like, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, I feel like I would know another Devin. Yeah, so especially like, at iHeart, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm trying to like think of if I've ever met another Devin at iHeart. We're going to have to connect those dots at some point. <laughs> Eventually, I'll, like, pull up all my old emails being like, is there a Devin, uh, another Devin on these lists? Wow, so funny. Well, you know, touring's all fine and dandy. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, COVID had to come around and really just kind of put a halt on a majority of the music industry. Did you have some things that were lined up that, I mean, you just weren't able to do because of it? Yeah, totally. We had a lot of touring planned. Um, I uh, This was like the first year where um, m- my solo kind of touring situation was really going to ramp up. Um, we we kind of ended uh, last year with some, um, some stronger selling shows and the fan base was growing. So we were, uh, we were going to hit the touring cycle, like opening slots and stuff pretty hard this year, which is definitely a bummer because I've never been able to really um, do it under my own project uh though the time will come mm-hmm. um so that that did stop a lot of things i'm very lucky though i i uh short of touring um am able to to get a lot of production and and uh the writing done virtually that that really hasn't halted too much um on the creative side um you know it's an, an adjustment in the beginning for sure um just getting used to to doing virtual co-writes and uh not having people in the room kind of like find that magic with mm-hmm. um but uh but I'm, I'm lucky and and technology is amazing and it makes um everyone easily accessible i've actually you know been able to write with you know people in in london people in sweden you know some amazing writers who i i probably would have never um even thought about writing with pre-covid just because um you know no one was really doing virtual co-writes at that point so i think that has changed for the better um, because that won't stop even after COVID. Yeah, definitely. We, we've actually chatted with a, a few artists who kind of had a very similar experience. And it is really interesting to, obviously, you know, COVID is awful and <laughs> it doesn't cause a lot of good, but it is interesting to see how it permanently can affect um, some things that were so staples in the music industry like when you write you're together but what if you didn't have to be you know like and now you can work with people that other you know you would have never otherwise have met and uh, some of the people we've talked to ended up you know creating some of their their biggest streaming songs to date in a time when they thought they were going to have to end their career altogether yeah it's it's super interesting I, i was just talking with somebody yesterday um this writer i've worked with a few times virtually and um, I, I'm coming up on potentially releasing one of the, the tunes that we did together. And it's just like, it's super funny to me, the thought of being able to write, produce, finish, release, and, you know, get royalties and, and have success in streams on a song with somebody that you've never met in person. That's <laughs> great, you know, but it's part of the process now. It's such a weird concept. And that's just how, like, not just music industry, that's how everywhere is working and yeah. i'm just like oh i will never see your face but that's okay let me just do this <laughs> i'll never see i will yeah. and if we do meet in person i'll only see your eyes in the top of your nose <laughs> right i am excited for for that kind of uh 
homecoming kind of feeling though when we can all be back in a room and you meet these people that you've been working with remotely it's going to be like you're meeting your friends for the first time it's kind of strange but (laughs) definitely i'm so excited for that energy like I don't. Oh it's going to be indescribable. Like that, the the moments that you can have when you are can finally be together again, like with no rules due to COVID. Like I'm just. I think so much greatness is to come, and that's from every industry, every whether it be like you know just friends or whatever. Like I'm just so excited for that moment. Like think about your first. I think about it a lot. Obviously, touring, but think about your first concert back. Oh like, my. I just think about it all the time, and I get, like, the chills, and I'm like, I can't wait. And we're not even I just performers. want it to happen. Yeah, I couldn't I mean, even imagine how you would feel. Like, I would totally. cry. Like, are you going to get I on think, stage and cry? I would. Like, I might. Like, it's <laughs> it's been a while, right? I think a lot of people are going to be super emotional. What's crazy to me is, too, like, by, by the time we're back on the road here, like, I'll be playing a completely set of, uh, a new set of songs. You know, I won't be playing any of the songs I played probably pre-COVID, you know, mm-hmm. so or maybe with, with the exception of a couple. So that's really interesting. Um, for me, like, you know, I love playing shows and I'm so excited to get back to that, but I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to see a concert oh. coming back. You know, like the, the, the magic of live music is, is, uh, unmatched by anything else i literally have chills just thinking about it i'm like i'm so excited i can't wait (laughs) only like hopefully within the next year yeah but who knows uh at the rate we're going (laughs) it's kind of funny well it's not funny at all but i was watching an interview with you and it was from like i think it was the beginning of february and you (laughs) were saying how you just wish you kind of had some more free time because you're a workaholic and i was like yelling to my phone i was like no be careful what you wish for oh my god i think i caused this whole thing (laughs) that being said Uh, though i am wondering regardless of the fact that it took so long i mean obviously we we all kind of lost things but were you able to have that reconnect with yourself that you were looking for yeah it's it's been an amazing year man i am uh not the kindest to myself <laughs> mental health wise and the more i work um and the more i uh compare myself to other artists and look at too much streaming data and all that kind of stuff the more it uh it just hurts me and is not good for my creativity and, and just like my mental health overall so i um have have come in and out of being better to myself over the last couple of years mm-hmm. um but what i really needed is uh is to um, understand the value of downtime. <laughs> like getting bored is like okay sometimes. It, it makes creativity, uh, makes your, your creativity stronger in my opinion. So, um, you know, spending a ton of time with family this year has been amazing, um, especially not being able to do that as much the last few years. Um, and taking time for myself, you know, like learning to meditate, like getting up and working out, not, not, uh, staying up too late, trying to finish the next song and then getting up early to write another one or, or whatever it may be. So the, the downtime, um, has been amazing. I'm trying to make the most of it for sure. hundred percent. I mean, I feel like I personally have went through a very similar experience and I actually heard this quote from Zed, which was like the and like it's Zed. Whatever Zed says, I'm gonna trust. Person. He said he was like, Yeah, sometimes like I'll I'll know I'm creating like the next number one hit or something. But if I'm tired, I'm gonna take a nap because by the time that I wake up or like I'll take a week off and by the time that I get back to it, like it'll still be that same number one smash, it'll just come out a week later. And I was like, Okay, 
facts. Like I get you, you, I think everyone, it's human nature, but especially in this industry, you really want to just start cranking things out, but you're kind of also sacrificing the quality of your content and you don't even realize it. True. I mean, and you gotta be fair to yourself, you know, I mean, there, there's nothing more important than making sure that you're healthy and you're feeling good. Like you're not going to write that number one hit if you're not feeling fantastic the day you're, you're ready to write it. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't wake up and have your coffee and take two hours to, to free write and hang out in the morning or whatever, whatever your thing is, like, you're not really going to unlock that full creativity for the day. So I think it's about just learning what every person needs and, and, uh, in order to like put themselves in the right, uh, headspace. And, um, I mean, I, I just think there's also, uh, you know, you, you just can't beat time with family and like friends, mm-hmm. even if it's virtual, you know, like you gotta just stay connected with people. And, um, that, that's the most important thing for me is being able to especially spend a lot of extra time with my parents this year has been super special. So definitely. And that actually kind of touches upon, uh, the message behind your song happy. Yet. I look at all these things and I'm not happy yet. yet. And I know that was released um, back in February, I want to say. How has your mentality changed? Are you still, uh, at least mentally, that same person (laughs) who wrote that song? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever not not be to some degree it's really learning to um i mean creatively it's learning to kind of look straight ahead and do your own thing and Mm -hmm. um you know feedback feedback comes at you from your team or from your fans or or listeners or industry people whatever um but it's kind of just about really trusting your gut on the music that that's kind of the creative aspect of that in general though i mean I'm still guilty of comparing myself to other people online. I think we all are to some degree, Definitely. you know, and, and, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to let go of, especially cause we're sitting on social media every day. So it's, it's a constant effort for me to, um, you know, understand that everybody's really just posting positive stuff online and it's an unfair thing to compare yourself to. Um, and that's what that song is for me. And I think as long as social media is around, that's not going to change, but hopefully it's just getting better at controlling that, that urge and, um, and being fairer to your yourself and just kind of trudging, trudging along, doing your own thing. For sure. And you were actually able to play a stripped down version of that, uh, on the Elvis Duran stay at home ball. I look at all these things and I'm not happy yet, happy yet, happy yet. Happy at oh, where do I buy happiness? Oh, where do I buy happiness? I look at all these things and I'm not happy yet. Happy at Happy yet. Happy at oh, where do I buy happiness? Oh, where do I was I, I actually was reading a couple of the YouTube comments. It seemed like that really exposed you to a lot of new listeners and they really dug first of all it has no dislikes <laughs> and <laughs> not that a dislike actually means dislike but it's rare that when you know any type of content like people just spam it with dislikes like people no really like that song how did it feel that yeah, there's usually dislikes and anything that that's a, a good point though I, did, I didn't know that um that's awesome yeah that that performance was uh 
was really, really cool for me. Came at the beginning of the pandemic when, when a lot of things were uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we honestly just got lucky, right place, right time. And, and the, the folks over at Elvis Duran are, are awesome and really stoked me out on that one. So I was super pleased to be a part of that. And to hear that it has no dislikes means that maybe <laughs> I should do another one. <laughs> and I feel like with the Elvis Duran show, it's one of the most famous radio shows. Huge. Um, I mean, I've, I've been watching those interviews for years. Yeah. You know? so that was an awesome moment. It really did open them that song and the, I mean the music as a whole but that song specifically up to um, an awesome new audience and uh, it's, it's been a, a great year that was that was a, a, a good start to what's been kind of a wild 2020 obviously yeah for sure and you actually just recently released a brand new song called loose change I feel like loose change A, uh, a cool writer out here in LA named uh, Hero Delano. He's done a, a bunch of cool stuff for a bunch of cool artists. Um, it was our first session. We got together just to kind of write. Um, this was, uh, I, I want to say, early summer, so we were all masked up and, and uh, writing on my back patio here. <laughs> and, um, kept our distance. And um, we're kind of just touching on... Uh, how easy it is to get down on yourself if you feel like you're not accomplishing something on any given day or yet a tough day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, like I know I'm super guilty of that is like some days I'm just going to bed and I'm like, damn, I did nothing today that like furthered myself, <laughs> like bettered myself. Like I really just like spent all my time the wrong way today. And that's kind of what we started with and, and went from there, but it, it kind of turned into something that's much more uplifting than that, than that original concept. Like, you know, there are days where you are spending your time the wrong way or on the wrong things, and the next day is just an opportunity to change that and do the right thing. That that's really, really what it's about. So, I love that song. Um, it came together really, really fast. We wrote that uh, and and made almost no edits to it. Wrote it all on the first day, and then I took about a week or so to do the production and tried to get some more interesting elements in there put some um ukulele and some things that are a little bit unique for for what i've done in the past or a little bit different from what i've done in the past mm-hmm. trying to capture that california vibe as always it really shows in the music video i'm not gonna lie yeah the california music vibe, video i love it so pleasing to watch thank you i appreciate it was that filmed on like a, a stage or is that a, is that a real house uh, that was on a um, on on some form of set. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. It's actually in an uh, an apartment building in uh, downtown LA, um, kind of hidden there. But uh, it's a really cool spot. Very retro. It's so cool. It has such cool vibes. Really big fan of the socks. Also, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first thing we were, we were watching it before. I was like, wow, those are. I gotta ask him where I got those socks. <laughs> the socks. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought you said the song. I'm like, thank you. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah, big the, fan of the song. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the socks are sick, actually. So we have, uh, I have this awesome stylist who's helped me out with um, a lot of the videos this year, and he got me uh, for that video. Brought, I mean, brought all the outfits, but he was like, "Dude, I really like these socks and these pants together." And I wore them, and then after the shoot, I was like, "Dude, like you know me so well, like what do I have to do to keep these pants <laughs> and these socks, bro?" Like, and he was like, "Oh, just you know." We'll Did you get it to out. keep them? So, 
Yeah, I have them. Perfect. They're, they're awesome. I'm actually wearing the pants right now. Wow, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. You know, it is really interesting, though, because when I I talked about this at first, like I had my own interpretation of the song um, and I like I feel like I always just get too deep into everything. Um, But you really hit the nail on the head. And I was glad that you said that, that the kind of upbeat spin on it, it 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 adds to the lyrics without actually saying it. But you're you're basically saying, like, it's okay, Like, you know, like today I'm feeling lousy. But at the end of the day, change is still money, my friend. Like, I got that currency. (laughs) Just waiting. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the the last lyric of that chorus is, but I can change. You Mm -hmm. know, like there's always something else to look forward to. There's always uh, another opportunity to do things differently. So. is your brand new track i'm wondering obviously you just came out with that i always hate you know <laughs> having someone break down their latest release and then pressure them to tell us what's next but i am curious <laughs> what tricks you got lined up your sleeve yeah i mean it, it's been a great year for um staying creative over here I, i've got a, a lot of songs that i'm super proud of um i uh I'm excited to get some more stuff out in the new year. N- nothing for me in uh, in the month of December here. Mainly just gearing up for uh, for next year's releases. But um, you know, th- there will definitely be an album's worth of music next year. Um, I-, I don't think it's going to come in the form of an album, but mm-hmm. time will tell. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, hoping to definitely get back out on the road, obviously as soon as possible. But mainly focused on getting some uh, some really cool visuals done and. Um, and f- wrapping up these uh, these new songs that I'm super, super excited about. I'm super excited to see what's next, especially given that it seems as if maybe our world is kind of headed back to a little bit normal. Yeah. Totally. I, was- I, think, I think everybody's in an interesting spot right now. Um, you know, or every independent artist is in an interesting mm. spot right now, I should say. Um, if you're not signed to some kind of label that's maybe stopping you from releasing music or, or waiting out the pandemic, um, you know, us independent artists can keep cranking tunes out as, as much as we can. So my goal is to just keep doing that until <laughs> until um, life is, is a little bit more normal. But for now, it's just kind of keeping my head down and staying as creative as possible over here. <laughs> well, Devin, thank you. Not this Devin. Oh my god, I literally just like turned my head and I was like, "What, Brendan?" <laughs> oh well, thank you very much for for calling in. We really appreciated uh, speaking to you. You're very insightful. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Well, um, he was definitely the better Devin tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He was really well-spoken, and I really enjoyed talking to him. It was almost like getting like a front row seat in the life of an artist as they were kind of in the strides of their career. I don't know if that's the right word, but like he was in, you know, he was experiencing a great moment in his career and then unfortunately COVID hit but it didn't slow him down um it seems as if he's actually making some of the best work 
of his career. So I, I think it was really cool to get a little front row behind the scenes, front row behind the scenes, same deal, you know, a <laughs> little look into that. It was also interesting because I feel like he is one of the first artists we've interviewed this season that has really toured and he's done a bunch of different things. Yeah, that's with, true. In the live music industry. Yeah, because a lot of the artists well. that we have spoken to this season had started to actually blow up during COVID times. Yeah, so he's like a experienced. Definitely. So that's I think that's why I was so excited to <laughs> think about his shows in the future because I know that, you know, he has the experience. So he's ready just to kill it when he can. Oh my god, I can't wait to see what he does. And selling out the peppermint is no easy feat. In his hometown, like imagine how that must have felt. No. I literally like ugh. I, I literally go stop and shop. <laughs> no one would understand that, actually. Here's a fun little <laughs> oh thing. Oh, my God. No one's going to understand what I mean by the stop and shop unless you're from, like, the East Coast um, listening to this. But it's a grocery store. But anyways, I'll go to, like, a grocery store in my hometown, and I'll see, like, two people. And they'll be like, hey, Brendan. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, I couldn't <laughs> imagine having, like, hundreds of people, like, know me and support me for my hometown. I couldn't. I don't know. So this past March, I did a... When I was on tour, um, one of our last shows we were able to do was at the venue that I interned at when I was a senior in college. And I literally, it wasn't even my show, but like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in my element. Like life comes full circle. Like, so I couldn't even imagine performing at my hometown. That's so true. First of all, I didn't know that you had that experience. That is awesome. Oh my God. I literally cried. Like. I was so excited. Like, all my college friends came to the show. Aww. Or no, they, like, some of them came to the show. They bought tickets. And then some of them, we all, like, met after at, like, a little bar. Like, and it was just, like, my whole entire life was complete. My parents came. It was just, like, a the best night. That is so cool. And that actually, like, makes a good point because a lot of the times I hear artists say, oh, I remember, like, I played whatever, one of my first shows here, and now it's full circle. And... I don't know. It's easy for me to disconnect myself from the meaning of that because I don't perform. But when you put it into perspective as like working a show, it is pretty cool. It's like when we got to work Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I was like crying backstage. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit, I dreamt of this. But it was like, it was the same experience. It's like a little venue in Connecticut. And I could have never pictured myself rolling up on a tour bus to this venue. And they were like, wait, you literally interned here. And like, and you're like, you're well, like guess who's riding on the bus was, now, bitch? Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, now, like, I need you to do this stuff for me. Like, <laughs> and they were so cool. Like, it was so cool going back and seeing everyone. But Well, hopefully we can hear our new friend Devin Kennedy there sometime in 2021. I know. It would be truly amazing. If you are still listening this far, <laughs> make sure that you're following Devin Kennedy um, on social media. It's at Dev Kennedy Music. And then while you're there, also follow Music You're Missing. <laughs> At music you're missing. <laughs> That's also important. Devin, where can the people find you on Instagram? They can find me if they go to the music you're missing Instagram. And my name is Devin underscore O'Haran. Do that not get that confused with the artist. Or do, you know? <laughs> That's what we're here. We're here to plug the artist. But yeah, I know. I think they're follow. actually more important than me. So. And then while you're there, you can follow me. It's at Brendan Gennetti. But like we said, too hard to spell. Let's just find it in the bio, the app music you're missing. You'll get there eventually. Anyhow, bye. If you have Aww. any like suggestions or whatever for artists, feel free to DM us. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Hey, Washington, D.C., with summer around the corner, there's no time to wait for your healthy, pest-free lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio and save 50% on your first service. Just call 877-461-0681 or go to TrueGreen.com radio today and get a lawn to be proud of.